you might have this idea of this is perfect content and then you post it and nobody cares mm-hmm. about it. Right. And yeah. it's because you're kind of back to what I said earlier, but you're trying to be the gate for what people determine that they're interested in. And mm-hmm. not everybody is interested in how things look. Not everybody is interested in uh, a certain style of communication. Yeah. Not everybody is interested in the list goes on. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important for you to not strive for that perfection is that's it's subjective to you and what you prefer, what you feel comfortable with. Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast, where we believe marketing is something you get to do, not something you have to do. We hope you leave here encouraged, inspired, and a little more excited to share your gifts with the world. Well, welcome back to Marketing Should Be Fun. My name is Austin Savage. I'm here with my friend and business partner, Kelsey Zarko, and we are so glad that you're here. Kelsey, it's warming up. Things are feeling great. It's It's spring. It's happening. It's happening. And you know what? It just feels good. feels good to be at work today, and I'm excited for a good week. You know? Yeah, we're recording this on a Monday, and we love Mondays, so... Mondays are the best. They're the busiest and the best. The double Bs. (laughs) (laughs) So let's jump right in. We always start our episodes with a this or that. And today it is your turn. It is. And I have no idea what it is. Kelsey, what is our this or that today? Okay. Well, we're just going light and fun today. Last time you asked me this deep philosophical question. I don't have that for you today. It was heavy. And you know what? It (laughs) It was was too heavy. I want to apologize for that. (laughs) I liked it. I liked it, but I'm just, I don't have that kind of Monday energy today. So we're going light and fun. You just mentioned it was spring. We just recorded that, or we are recording this when it was just Easter. So whether you celebrate that or not, there is lots of Easter candy. And I want to know peeps or no peeps. Ooh. I mean, I could do like one peep for sure. Like I'm happy with one peep. I cannot eat more than one peep. Like it just makes me feel not great. (laughs) But my children did have peeps this year. And I had to for for Willa. She's almost Mm -hmm. two. So I still have to like, she can't just like eat a peep. Like it's still a little, it's not safe. So I was having to like tear a bunch of pieces off. And I was just, even just those little pieces that I was tearing off, I stole a few. And that mm. did it for me. So you know what? One peep <laughs> okay. or fewer, one peep or pieces of peeps makes me happy. <laughs> okay. All right. What would you well, say? That's fine. I love peeps. Do you? In an in an odd way, maybe. I could eat definitely more than one of them for a while. So my birthday is right around like typically when Easter is. And my yeah. mom, when I was a kid, would always just put like boxes of peeps like to fill in my birthday gifts. So I just grew up like. Oh my gosh, that is so many peeps. (laughs) I know. So I loved them in like probably like high school, college. And then I feel like I overdid it, had to take a break. And then this year, (laughs) had to take a break. break. Uh, We hosted Easter and I used them as like little place settings, like put them on the plates for people. I saw that. It looked fun. And yeah. So I got some and I was like, oh, we have a few extra. I'm going to eat some. And I was like, oh, it's back. I like these again. Yeah. This is going to be a problem, but they are fun for me. They are so good. I think that the sentence that you said, I love peeps in sort of a weird way, <laughs> I think is just that that's just the takeaway from the episode. I that's the quote. <laughs> we'll put it on a graphic. <laughs> yeah. 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 You could make a t shirt and sell that one. But uh, yeah, that was an interesting quote right there. <laughs> They're a divisive, you know, topic. All of our social media this weekend, it was like, what's your favorite Easter candy? If you say peeps, we can't be friends anymore. And I'm like, I'm just going to go hide in my corner and eat my peeps. Sorry. That is hilarious. Honestly, the only candy I had yesterday was two little bites of a peep. That was the only 
candy okay. I had. So today on the episode, uh, to kind of switch gears towards uh, marketing, um, as we just salivate over peeps uh, while we're doing <laughs> There's it. a lot of marketing that goes into Easter candy, let me it's tell you. It's true. It is so true. <laughs> but we wanted to talk about uh, the topic of perfection. And we've kind of like, we've talked about this before of like hinting at, you know, different takeaways for uh, content marketing and things like that. But we've never uh, just talked about perfectionism. And um, this is, I think, something that limits like a lot of people. Um, we hear it with uh, like clients we work with where, you know, they feel like hesitant about certain types of content because they feel like it's just not, you know, exactly perfect or mm -hmm. they felt like they didn't give like their best take of the video or, you know, they send us a video like very hesitantly where they're like, I yeah. think this is the best I can do, but it's def I could definitely do better. And like, you know, there's just like all this like insecurity around like the mm -hmm. content that they are or aren't posting. And at the end of the day, that comes down to perfectionism. Uh, and it really is a barrier to success when it comes to content. So before we kind of jump in, we have four points we kind of want to walk through. But Kelsey, how have you seen that play out uh, from your perspective? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just what you were saying. It just holds people back from potential. There's, mm -hmm. there's these lies that they kind of have in their mind, or it just becomes too big in their mind because they can't get it how they think it should be. And so whether yeah. that's coming out in something for social media or like an article they're trying to write, or especially even if we, you know, people who are recording a podcast, we need mm -hmm. to do more of that, like less structured. I've even felt that before. Like when this is my first podcast I've done. And so mm -hmm. letting those fears get in the way because you think you can't do it perfect. And then yeah. you don't do anything and that doesn't serve anyone. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I uh, just was scrolling TikTok uh, this past weekend. Um, and I saw a story that kind of like, I don't know, reflected this. I think that it's yeah. pulled from Atomic Habits. Have you read that? Oh, I haven't read the whole thing, but I own it. Okay. I have. I don't own it. So, so this, no, the answer yeah. is no. I don't. I have not read it. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, so I'm not going to share the whole story, but basically like the gist of it was uh, there's this like professor in Florida or something, and he uh, taught a photography class. And he, at the beginning of the semester, split up uh, half of the students and told them that their job for the whole semester, like they were going to be graded on the quantity of pictures that they took. So they had to take and submit 100 pictures that they were proud of uh, by the end of the semester. And if they submitted 100, they would get an A. If they submitted 90, they'd get a B, that kind of thing. Okay. And then he told uh, the other half of students that they had to submit one picture for the whole semester, and they were going to be graded on how perfect that one oh, picture man. was. Okay. And he, it was interesting because at least the takeaway of this TikTok, I don't know what the takeaway is in the original yeah. uh, uh, book, but basically like they were saying that the uh, quantity uh, group ended up being the ones who actually created better stuff because mm -hmm. they were out there doing it. Like they were out there yeah. taking pictures and trying things and, you know, being creative mm -hmm. while the other group was just theorizing on what would be perfect. And they were like thinking and studying and, you know, trying to think through what would make the perfect photograph. Uh, and it ended up like limiting their potential uh, mm. in the class because they weren't actually doing it and staying consistent. And I think the same like takeaway just generally yes. when it comes to perfectionism, we see that all the time is mm -hmm. like when our clients can get over that barrier of like this has to be perfect and instead yeah. just be consistent and do the best that mm -hmm. we can in the uh, kind of range of posts that we've or the the schedule of posts that we've committed mm -hmm. to 
that's when we see the momentum started. That's when we see things randomly just connect and take Mm -hmm. off and uh, the list goes on. So I just thought that was like a really cool story. uh, I love that. Yeah. I was having like so many connections to just like, oh, that is totally in the line of what we're doing. I love that story. It was good. All right. So we have four points, I guess, that we want to walk through about uh, perfection. Um, So I'll throw the first one to you, Kelsey. Our first point is striving for perfection limits your ability to be consistent. What does that look like? I feel like you set that one up perfectly with your story, but when you are so set on doing something or producing something that hits this mark of what you think is perfect, it very much limits your ability to put anything out into the world because you're constantly thinking, I can just do that a little better, or I need to just tweak this little thing, or even like, I can't even start because it won't be perfect if I try. Mm -hmm. And consistency is a huge game changer in what we see with our clients and any type of content we're putting out. You need multiple touches with people. You need multiple interactions and just that ability to connect with people and, you know, have those moments where you're interacting. And if you're not putting out content that's consistent, you're lowering your Mm -hmm. ability to do that. So putting the bar down, setting down the perfection, you know, the need for perfection lets you put so much more out into the world. And I mean, I feel like we could talk about it forever, but there's just so many things that happen that come out of consistency. And that's why we see it being so important. Yeah. It's like when you like level the two, like consistency goes so far above Mm -hmm. perfection every single time. Like it's so crazy. I mean, we've literally seen the most random pieces of content like like go crazy on our clients, like Instagram (laughs) or something. Yeah. And uh, like, we've seen the same thing, like on our own uh, stuff. It's just like, you never know. And so that's Mm -hmm. why consistency is so important because you're just putting things out into the world and letting other people decide what they want to engage with. You're not being the guard and the gate of this is what people will be interested in. You're giving Mm -hmm. them the opportunity to choose to engage or not, you know? Yeah. And no algorithm, at least that we know of really performs off of perfection. Like all the things that are getting put out there for people are just things that connect authentically or Mm -hmm. they're like seeing that you're showing up consistently. So perfection isn't even a like reasonable measure of what you're doing if you're wanting to be effective. So yeah, levels that playing. I love it. All right. I'm going to throw the second one to you too, because I think you put it on our list, but striving for perfection also limits your connection with others. What does that look like? Yeah. I don't know about you, but when someone's feed or like content just feels like cookie cutter, perfect, I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be here. This isn't what my life looks like. Right. Um, and I think that you see this so often, like we all know that people want to see behind the scenes or like they, you know, that they want to connect with you in a human way, but it's scary to do that, especially yeah. if that's not normal for you. And so you can do this in baby stepped ways of, you know, one of our friends, Emily, who was on our podcast earlier this mm-hmm. morning, she did this on her stories. You know, she took a picture of like her perfect breakfast and then was like, just a reminder. And then her next slide was like her messy the kitchen. kitchen those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like those little touches you can do that maybe don't feel quite so like, you don't have to let somebody in on your deepest, darkest secrets, but just showing them yeah. that you're a real person um, gives you that human element. And, you know, content performs on a human level. We say that all the yeah. time around here. And I also think, it lets people see your journey. If you're showing them the real stuff versus perfection. I think back to when I, you know, kind of sold 
a product in like my past Mm -hmm. career, if you want to call it that. I remember like the first picture I posted of that, I would never put that on our client's feed. Now I was like, Oh, that picture is terrible, but it connected because I was just like, Hey, I just bought this box of stuff. I think it's really exciting and it's where you're at and it's real. So I think that that has just been really powerful to see, let people in on your real story. Perfection is just going to hold you back from connecting with people and they want the real you. I think we're hungry for that in today's society more than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even for like the big corporate clients that we've like supported, I mean, we see the exact same thing. Like they have this really cool like brand photography and like all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, like a lot of what connects is just like you know pictures of people using their product in their mm-hmm. house, or you know like just random things that they take from a day in the life in the office, yep. and it's just like you know a picture snapped from somebody's phone, and they just texted it to each other and then eventually we got it and posted it and people like yep. interact with it. Like it's just this very like organic process. And it's okay to have both. Like it's okay to have content mm-hmm. that is more perfect, is more thought out. But that doesn't have to be your whole strategy. It just ends yep. up it, it it ends up limiting uh how well you can connect because you can be both. You can be both an mm-hmm. expert and relatable in your yeah. field. Uh and they both serve uh, together um, to mm-hmm. kind of like build a, build your whole brand um, yeah. for that. I would say too, on every platform that we serve clients, there is a way to mm-hmm. show the less than perfect while still having yeah. you know that more like concise, put together look and feel. So mm-hmm. whatever platform you're working with, if you're listening to this, find the part of it, whether it's like Instagram stories or just yeah. like the copy of your email, like be a human and let them in. And you can still use the other parts of that that look more polished too. Totally. I love it. All right. Well, I just keep throwing them at you. So uh, striving for (laughs) perfection. This is number three. Striving for perfection is subjective. What does that look like to you? I'm going to throw it back to you. This was your idea. The funny thing is this was like your episode idea and you wrote down all these points and you're you're like, I'll talk about this. And then here you are throwing them all to me. Sometimes you just got to... You got to let things go <laughs> flow as they flow, right, Kelsey? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so number three is striving for perfection is subjective. Uh, and I do think that that is very, very important to recognize because my idea of perfect is very different than your idea mm. of perfect, Kelsey. It's very different yeah. than our client's idea of perfect. It's very different than our, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a videographer, an audio editor, or a copy editor on our team's perfect. Uh, Perspective yeah. of perfect. That's a tough phrase. Man, perspective that's of perfect. like a whole phrase right there. Whew, I know, like one of those tongue twisters. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I think that that is very important to recognize because it's the same thing for you and your audience, right? Like you might have this idea of this is perfect content and then you post it and nobody cares mm-hmm. about it, right? And yeah. it's because you're kind of back to what I said earlier, but you're trying to be the gate for what people determine that they're interested in. And mm-hmm. not everybody is interested in how things look. Not everybody is interested in uh, a certain style of communication. Yeah. Not everybody is interested in the list goes on. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important for you to not strive for that perfection. Is that's It's subjective to you and what you prefer, what you feel comfortable with. Not really... Uh, true across the board for uh, mm-hmm. your whole audience. So what thoughts does that bring up for you, Kelsey? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a misplaced 
misplaced place. It's an inaccurate place to put all of your effort. If you're trying to figure out what perfection looks like for this or that, there's so many other ways you can be, you know, asking your audience what they want to learn about or looking through, you know, past things that have performed well, or figuring out a new way to share a concept. There's just so much more that you can put your effort into than perfection, which is like you said, something that's very hard to quantify and isn't going to prob- to serve your goals and your audience and that connection of your content well. Yeah, totally. So perfection is subjective. Remember that. All right. Number four is uh, striving for... Pe- per- oh my gosh, I can't do that. <laughs> striving for perfection doesn't allow you to experiment and be surprised. Uh, I think yeah. that this one is like such a... It's just so fun. We see this all the time. I think the example you know we were talking about before this is we have a client and we made a post about Brussels sprouts. And as we looked back at their uh, their uh, yeah. content over the past month, that was the post that did the best out of however mm-hmm. fifteen to twenty posts that yeah. we made over the course of a month. And you know, as we were thinking about it, we're like, if we were sitting there thinking of you know perfect things to post, we never would have honestly posted about Brussels sprouts. It's just the most random thing, yeah. but it was what connected and it's what did the best in the course of a month. And that's mm-hmm. one of those things where you you learn something. You're experimenting. You're yeah. uh, you know just putting more content out for people to consume, and you're going to end up actually learning more about your audience mm-hmm. and new ways to communicate than if you were trying to be perfect with yeah. uh, with all of your content. I would say this point too is really, it's important all the time, but especially if you're listening and you're starting something new or you're starting a new platform, you know, this particular client, that was one of the first months we were kind of working with them. And so that is a time where we just get creative and we do a lot of different things to help see kind of what's landing with their audience. So if you're putting yourself in this box of trying to hit this perfect thing that you think the person next to you that's in the same niche as you is doing, or, you know, comparing yourself um, you're just going to lose out on some of those opportunities to see what really does land with your audience. And it doesn't have to look like the yeah. person next to you. And you just get a lot more opportunity that way. Totally. I I think this is just random, but I have like been paying attention more just as we create uh, content for people. And I just like, mm-hmm. you know, we do focus, like we want to be as excellent as possible in the content. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting uh, as like, I'm just seeing people who have like the largest kind of followings on Instagram or yeah. TikTok. I mean, the amount of like spelling errors or grammar errors that they have in their bios is it's crazy. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, like as if we were to run that through our system, like those things would never make it through yeah. uh, technically, but it does just fine in mm-hmm. building them an audience, selling their product and, you know, helping them be successful in their business or their organization. Yeah. Uh, and so I think we see this at play all the time is, you know, those people generally uh, not all, you know, not everybody with a big following like is cool with that. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they figured out how to let their perfection, you know, kind of lens go a little bit, uh, and yeah. to still, you know, try to give value, but to not be so caught up in oh, it has to look this way, this way, this way mm-hmm. before I can hit publish. Yeah, definitely. I think excellence is important, but there are so many other factors to consider you know, Mm -hmm. trust, relatability, likability, even just your like expertness and sharing, you know, positioning yourself as somebody who can serve your audience with education or whatever it is that you're sharing. Those things are so much higher and you're going to get a lot more return on your investment in thinking about those things than thinking about perfection. I love it. All right. So this week, we just want to invite you to just kind of decrease the amount of uh, a perfection lens you kind of approach your content with. 
Um, and just to even think about like how how much this matters to you now, like uh, you know how much is perfection kind of limiting your potential when it comes to content marketing and limiting your consistency when it comes to content marketing, uh, because it it really in the long run isn't what's going to serve you the best uh, to build a brand and to build a community Mm -hmm. uh, moving forward. So your content doesn't have to be perfect. You're not perfect. We're not perfect. None of us are perfect. And people really like uh, seeing that imperfection uh, in their their feeds and in their Mm day-to-day. So any last uh, thoughts, Kelsey? Yeah. I would just say anytime I've been stuck in my businesses before, it has been because I'm just looking down and not looking out. And so if you can show up this week and look at how to serve the people who are showing up for you instead of feeling like you must be perfection or you must be perfect. I think you will see a lot of return on that investment of your thought and your energy. Yeah, totally. I'll throw uh, one more thing here is that uh, we have a video on our YouTube channel of or my YouTube channel about insecurity and brand building. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I say in that um, is just that insecurity, which is what perfection is in a lot of ways. Um, It ultimately guards your most valuable asset and that is you. Um, And so don't try to guard who you are or, you know, the kind of whole person that you are imperfections and all just in the name of uh, being perfect because it really does end up limiting uh, your effectiveness. So we're cheering you on and we hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening in to today's episode of the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast. We share an episode every other week, so make sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. We'd also love to connect with you on social. So come hang out on Instagram at savagecontent.co or sign up for email updates on our website. All right, friend, here's your reminder that marketing is something you get to do, not something you have to do. We'll see you next time.